Elena Tararina is with you, and I am glad to welcome you on the waves of Wise Radio. A notepad, a pen for writing, and a little bit of your time for the precious and important. Wise Radio. Listen to the voice. The theme of today's broadcast is how to create great relationships with our children. Why is this topic so important? Children are often a challenge for many relationships. This can manifest itself as in relations with children from past marriages as well as from previous marriages. It can be a challenge when a child is born with an illness, for example. This also can be a challenge for a relationship as a child enters a glorious teenage age. But at the same time, children are an excellent preparation for partnership. They are great trainers who lead us to great results in a short time. If we understand it, if we use it. So let's start from the very beginning. We are expecting a baby. Who of us is ready to say during this period? that we will be glad and happy with the arrival of any child. Think about yourself now. Remember this state or imagine it. This may be the period when you are pregnant with this child. He or she should be born to you. Or maybe that is a child you take into your family, the adopted one. Can you say about yourself that you are happy and that you are happy with any child. Now answer such a question. Who of you during pregnancy or expectation of the child had fears or worries? I think most of us had. And this suggests that you would not be happy with any child. Because if you are then you shouldn't be afraid. We accept and we would love any child. We accept him or her as they are. And if you are afraid or worried, then you are not at the right point. Each of us, before the appearance of the child in our life, makes a long, long list of our expectations for this child. What is the first point of expectations for a child among the majority? He or she should be healthy. Health is also our expectation. Next can go such qualities as smart, affectionate, successful, talented, beautiful, caring, loving, kind, calm, energetic, active, obedient excellent student, and so on and so forth. We all have this list. We all expect in a child with a long, long list. And the child should correspond to it. And if our child does not meet this list, then what happens to us? We begin to suffer. And the first point says 
that we must accept a child as he or she is. And if we are not happy, it means that we suffer. This is no longer a state of happiness. One lady tells a story about her, her relative who is a doctor. And when uh, the doctor meets someone else's sick kid, she is full of energy. She knows how to help the child. She doesn't have a state of grief. And she helps. She does the right things. But when the problem happens to her son, she feels helpless. Because a son with the same problems that she copes with Uh, with other children goes against her expectations of what her son should be and she's losing energy there let's take another example many of us in our acquaintances have visited children with mental disabilities or children with problems from um, different boarding schools or asylums and I want to tell you that most people feel very good when they return from such places they feel more loving more open more caring more accepting happier they feel that they could do something good and this same children who are in this boarding school are a source of suffering for their parents. It is hard for their parents to see them next to them. When we go to a boarding school or a child's home for, to visit such children, we are not going in the same state of grief as their parents. We are going to be able to serve when we are with a sick child at home with our own. We have a different state. The same child becomes a source of suffering, but not always. Sometimes, if parents are doing spiritual work, then being around with a sick child becomes something completely different. The child becomes our spiritual practice. He or she comes into our life for our spiritual practice. And I want to remind you that the purpose of spiritual practice is what it is. Think, why are we doing spiritual practice in general? And the answer is to be happy. The goal of spiritual practice is happiness in order to become already in this life very, very happy. And we want to be more happy at this very moment. At high levels it will bring us an even higher level of happiness. But now I'm talking about the level that is within reach of all of us. Become a little bit happier now. And spiritual practice is not performed in the form of chaos. Spiritual practice has a structure. And the same 
our relation with children, as in spiritual practice, should be structured. And the first point says we should be happy with what we have. We must accept what we have and refuse to compare with other children or compare with the list that we have complied in advance. We have to live with what we have. And the child that we have today is the most accurate and correct option for us, for our spiritual practice. This is the perfect option for our spiritual practice. It is he or she exactly what we deserve and what we must have. It is thanks to this very child that I can become much happier. The second point is to see our child's suffering. What kind of suffering are we talking about? And now I'm talking about children under adolescence. Children under 10 years of age experience that their mothers are experiencing. And now imagine your child experiencing what you are experiencing. Your irritation, your resentment, your depression, your mood swings, your conflicted relationship with your husband or your parents. And he or she doesn't know what to do. And he doesn't know how to deal with it. He just experiences these feelings. Think now about your children who are in this state and have compassion for them. And I want to tell you that if you start remembering your childhood, you will remember those moments when you felt exactly what your mother felt. And your father too. At this age, the child is closer to the mother usually. He feels his mom better. But sometimes he feels better the father. And it is worth having compassion for a child, knowing these circumstances. And what should we do if we understand this? Work with changing our own states, so that the other person next to us stops suffering. It is not by the chance that teenagers start to rebel because they are already tired of feeling what we are experiencing. They want to get rid of that, so they start to move away from us. Precisely in order to be in your more independent emotional state. Because being in our emotions, it is not easy. They want to be in their own emotional state. So, if the second point was to feel compassion for our children, the third point is to experience love for the child. And now you say that you all love your children, but in the tradition of our teachings, what we feel for our children is generally cannot be called love. This is more relevant to adolescence. What happens at this moment? If we still love babies with unconditional love, if we do not expect reciprocal actions or gratitude or recognition from them yet. Even before a very young age we are in this state, 
and then you get uh, your list which you already have at start which you still fulfill with something and we begin to love according to the this list how much do you make me happy you think about your child how much do you glorify me as your parent with your actions how much do you give me statues how much do you obey and to what extent do you meet public expectations the expectations of society and the child shows us and teenager is especially that it is an obstacle to our state of true love love without conditions and he shows us the biggest obstacle overcoming which we will be happy thus today we talked about our love for children ordinary familiar with a list of expectations and real unconditional love they also We also named three basic points in relations with the children. The first point is that we should be happy with what we have. We must accept what we have. The second is to see our child's suffering as he or she feels all our experiences, all our emotions, all our mood swings. And the third is to experience love for our children without no expectations. Stay tuned in on the waves of Wise Radio. This project was created under the inspiration of Dia Marina Silinski. Wise Radio is a charitable project. Uh, a link is attached in the header of our profile and all funds raised for this project will be used to build an international educational retreat center which will be called Nalanda. Nalanda is the first historical university in Tibet to teach all religions and this is a place where a person could receive a full-fledged multifaceted the best education in the world and we would very much like that for people who are looking for their teachers, looking for their spiritual path, looking for peace in their hearts. That there would be a place and it would be very beautiful. We dream that there people can stay in silence and learn from the best teachers. Wise Radio. Listen to the voice. Elena Tovarina was with you. The text was sounded by Natalia Fedorenko. Good afternoon, dear friends. Elena Tovarina is with you, and I am glad to welcome you on the waves of Wise Radio. A notepad, a pen for writing, and a little bit of your time for the precious and important. Wise Radio, listen to the voice. 
The theme of today's broadcast is how to create great relationships with our children. Why is this topic so important? Children are often a challenge for many relationships. This can manifest itself as in relations with children from past marriages as well as from previous marriages. It can be a challenge when a child is born with an illness, for example. This also can be a challenge for a relationship as a child enters a glorious teenage age. But at the same time, children are an excellent preparation for partnership. They are great trainers who lead us to great results in a short time. If we understand it, if we use it. So let's start from the very beginning. We are expecting a baby. Who of us is ready to say during this period that we will be glad and happy with the arrival of any child? Think about yourself now. Remember this state or imagine it. This may be the period when you are pregnant with this child. He or she should be born to you. Or maybe that is a child you take into your family, the adopted one. Can you say about yourself that you are happy and that you are happy with any child? Now answer such a question. Who of you during pregnancy or expectation of the child had fears or worries? I think most of us had. And this suggests that you would not be happy with any child. Because if you are, then you shouldn't be afraid. We accept and we would love any child. We accept him or her as they are. And if you are afraid or worried, then you are not at the right point. Each of us, before the appearance of the child in our life, makes a long, long list of our expectations for this child. And what is the first point of expectations for a child among the majority? He or she should be healthy. Health is also our expectation. Next can go such qualities as smart, affectionate, successful, talented, beautiful, caring, loving, kind, calm, energetic, active, obedient, excellent student, and so on and so forth. We all have this list. We all expect in a child with a long, long list and the child should correspond to it. And if our child does not meet this list, then what happens to us? We begin to suffer. And the first point says that we must accept the child as he or she is. And if we are not happy, it means that we suffer. This is no longer a state of happiness. 
One lady tells a story about her, her relative who is a doctor. And when uh, the doctor meets someone else's sick kid, she is full of energy. She knows how to help the child. She doesn't have a state of grief. And she helps. She does the right things. But when the problem happens to her son, she feels helpless. Because a son with the same problems that she copes with uh, with other children goes against her expectations of what her son should be. And she's losing energy there. Let's take another example. Many of us in our acquaintances have visited children with mental disabilities or children with problems from um, different boarding schools or asylums. And I want to tell you that most people feel very good when they return from such places. They feel more loving, more open, more caring, more accepting, happier. They feel that they could do something good. And these same children who are in this boarding school are a source of suffering for their parents. It is hard for their parents to see them next to them. When we go to a boarding school or a child's home for, to visit such children, we are not going in the same state of grief as their parents. We are going to be able to serve. When we are with a sick child at home with our own, we have a different state. The same child becomes a source of suffering, but not always. Sometimes, if parents are doing spiritual work, then being around with a sick child becomes something completely different. The child becomes our spiritual practice. He or she comes into our life for our spiritual practice. And I want to remind you that the purpose of spiritual practice is what it is. Think, why are we doing spiritual practice in general? And the answer is to be happy. The goal of spiritual practice is happiness. In order to become already in this life very, very happy. And we want to be more happy at this very moment. At high levels it will bring us an even higher level of happiness. But now I'm talking about the level that is within reach of all of us become a little bit happier now. And spiritual practice is not performed in the form of chaos. Spiritual practice has a structure and the same our relation with children, as in spiritual practice should be structured. And the first point says we should be happy with what we have. We must accept what we have 
and refuse to compare with other children or compare with the list that we have complied in advance. We have to live with what we have. And the child that we have today is the most accurate and correct option for us, for our spiritual practice. This is the perfect option for our spiritual practice. It is he or she exactly what we deserve and what we must have. It is thanks to this very child that I can become much happier. The second point is to see our child's suffering. What kind of suffering are we talking about? And now I'm talking about children under adolescence. Children under 10 years of age experience that their mothers are experiencing. And now imagine your child experiencing what you are experiencing. Your irritation, your resentment, your depression, your mood swings, your conflicted relationship with your husband or your parents. And he or she doesn't know what to do. And he doesn't know how to deal with it. He just experiences these feelings. Think now about your children who are in this state and have compassion for them. And I want to tell you that if you start remembering your childhood, you will remember those moments when you felt exactly what your mother felt. And your father too. At this age, the child is closer to the mother usually. He feels his mom better. But sometimes he feels better the father. And it is worth having compassion for a child, knowing these circumstances. And what should we do if we understand this? Work with changing our own states, so that the other person next to us stops suffering. It is not by the chance that teenagers start to rebel because they are already tired of feeling what we are experiencing. They want to get rid of that, so they start to move away from us. Precisely in order to be in your more independent emotional state. Because being in our emotions, it is not easy. They want to be in their own emotional state. So, if the second point was to feel compassion for our children, the third point is to experience love for the child. And now you say that you all love your children, but in the tradition of our teachings, what we feel for our children is generally cannot be called love. This is more relevant to adolescence. What happens at this moment? If we still love babies with unconditional love, if we do not expect reciprocal actions or gratitude or recognition from them yet. Even before a very young age we are in this state. And then you get uh, your list, which you already have at start, which you still fulfill with something. 
we begin to love according to the, this list, how much do you make me happy, you think about your child? How much do you glorify me as your parent with your actions? How much do you give me statues? How much do you obey? And to what extent do you meet public expectations? The expectations of society. And the child shows us, and teenager is especially, that it is an obstacle to our state of true love love without conditions and he shows us the biggest obstacle overcoming which we will be happy thus today we talked about our love for children ordinary familiar with a list of expectations and real unconditional love they also we also named three basic points in relations with the children. The first point is that we should be happy with what we have. We must accept what we have. The second is to see our child's suffering, as he or she feels all our experiences, all our emotions, all our mood swings. And the third is to experience love for our children without no expectations. Staying turned in on the waves of WISE Radio. This project was created under the inspiration of dear Marina Silesky. WISE Radio is a charitable project. Uh, a link is attached in the header of our profile and all funds raised for this project will be used to build an international educational retreat center which will be called Nalanda. Nalanda is the first historical university in Tibet to teach all religions and this is a place where a person could receive a full-fledged multifaceted, the best education in the world and we would very much like that for people who are looking for their teachers, looking for their spiritual path, looking for peace in their hearts. That there would be a place and it would be very beautiful. We dream that there people can stay in silence and learn from the best teachers. Wise radio. Listen to the voice. Elena Taradina was with you. The text was sounded 